0: Did you know that if you live 90 years, about 32 of them will be spent asleep? What a crazy immense investment of time for an activity that we don't even understand. In this episode of The Secret Chord, we're exploring the topic of sleep through song. Hello and welcome to The Secret Chord podcast. My name is Adam Jacobs. The Secret Chord explores spirituality through the lens of great music. Each episode explores a new artist and unpacks some of the hidden spiritual richness of the music and lyrics. Thanks for joining me. Let's listen. So why do we sleep? There's various ideas about this, including energy conservation theory, restorative theory, brain plasticity theory, about this most common of human necessities, but there are no obvious answers. It's one thing to need rest, to stop moving around for a while and recharge. But of what purpose is an entirely altered state of consciousness? To quote the notorious Frank Underwood of House of Cards, I've always loved the necessity of sleep. Like death, it puts even the most powerful men on their backs. Evolutionarily speaking, sleep seems rather dangerous, Why would natural selection have selected a regenerative mechanism that renders us all unconscious, and thus easy targets, for a third of our lives? Couldn't it all have been done much more effectively? The answer is a resounding yes, and in fact, there are multiple examples of smarter sleep mechanisms in the animal kingdom. Dolphins, for instance, accomplish something called unihemispheric sleep. Only half of their brain sleeps, while the other half ensures the dolphin stays close to the surface to breathe, and on guard for predators. They alternate between the two hemispheres to get sufficient sleep for their whole brain. Now that's efficient. Ostriches and platypi sleep standing up with both eyes open. And bullfrogs take the cake and don't even go into a sleep state. Instead, they go into simple states of rest throughout the day. So let's begin exploring this topic of sleep and music with 1991's classic Enter Sandman by the Great Metallica. Great tune. love that one since 1991, when it was released on their eponymous album. I've talked about Metallica before, but they're one of the most successful bands of all time. And this tune was a huge hit when it first came out. It certainly has a dark feel to it, but the main guitar lick is muscular Metallica and actually really catchy. It has what lead singer James Hetfield described as a wall of guitars, Three rhythm guitar tracks at the same time to create what he calls this wall of sound. It evolved from a guitar riff that lead guitarist Kirk Hammett wrote after being inspired by Soundgarden's 1989 album Louder Than Love. Metallica is generally categorized as a metal band, and for me, there's a point at which metal crosses over into just screeching and noise, but I think they're still solidly in the world of rock and roll, which means that it's intense. But the blues' roots are still present, and there's a real groove to it. Robert Palmer of Rolling Stone magazine described Enter Sandman as possibly the first metal lullaby. And Blender magazine's Tim Grierson says that the lyrics just oppose childhood bedtime rituals and nightmarish imagery. As James sings, Something's wrong, shut the light, heavy thoughts tonight, and they aren't of snow white. Dreams of war, dreams of liars, dreams of dragons fire. And of things that will bite. And his advice sleep with one eye open, gripping your pillow tight. A platypus would have no issue doing that, by the way, just saying. Obviously, the song is focusing on a negative potential aspect of sleeping and one that particularly affects children, which is the world of nightmares. Another bizarre aspect of consciousness by which we are tortured by our own thoughts in the most visceral way, like sleep itself. There are theories as to what a nightmare is, what it means or doesn't mean, and whether or not it has any benefits. There are those who suggest that it's a kind of processing of the thoughts and feelings of the hidden aspects of our minds. Now, how it is that a material thing, like a human, can possibly have achieved awareness of itself is yet another grand mystery for which we have no definitive answer. Science and philosophy have been kicking this one around for hundreds of years. Something important happened in the late 19th century when Freud and others popularized our understanding of the layer of awareness we now refer to as the subconscious or the unconscious mind. How odd it must have been to come to the realization that much of what we are thinking at any given time about the world, about yourself, about anything is something which you are functionally unaware. What is the origin of these two levels of consciousness? According to psychologist Carl Jung, He says, our consciousness does not create itself. It wells up from unknown depths. In childhood, it awakens gradually, and all through life, it wakes each morning out of the depths of sleep from an unconscious condition. It is like a child that is born daily out of the primordial womb of the unconscious. That's pretty cool. And for our second selection today, a song about being awakened from this primordial unconsciousness. This is off of 2003's album Fallen. This is Bring Me to Life by The Great Evanescence. Awesome. This is another basically perfect song. Singer Amy Lee's delivery here, especially the harmonies that she does with herself, are just totally compelling. It's like a spooky ballad blended with a rap on top of a heavy metal man. According to Sarah Rodman of the Boston Globe, the song is a mix of Lee's ethereal soprano, piano interludes, and layers of serrated guitar crunch that conjure visions of Sarah McLachlan fronting Godsmack. Amy told the Boston Phoenix, I was inspired to write it when someone said something to me. I didn't know him. I thought he might be clairvoyant. I was in a relationship and was completely unhappy, but I was hiding it. I was being completely abused and I was trying to cover it up. I wouldn't even admit it to myself. So then I had spoken maybe 10 or 15 words to this guy, who was a friend of a friend. We were waiting for everyone else to show up, and we went into a restaurant and got a table. And he looked at me and said, are you happy? And I felt my heart leap. And I was like, he totally knows what I'm thinking. And I lied and I said I was fine. Anyway, he's not really clairvoyant, but he is a sociology major. And based on that encounter, she sang, How can you see into my eyes like open doors, Leading you down to my core where I've become so numb, Without a soul, my spirit sleeping somewhere cold, Until you find it there and lead it back home. And then the chorus, which is great. Wake me up, wake me up inside. I can't wake up. Save me. Call my name and save me from the dark. Bid my blood to run before I come undone. Save me from the nothing I've become. And so here we have another take on sleep one in which it refers to a lack of personal and emotional development. Sleep is equated with death, and to live is to awaken. For those who have some familiarity with the morning meditations of what's called the Sidur, the Jewish Book of Prayer, Jung's words will sound very familiar. My God, the soul which you bestowed in me is pure. You created it, you formed it, you breathed it into me, and you preserve it within me. You will eventually take it from me and restore it to me in time to come. So long as the soul is within me, I give you thanks. Lord of all creatures, master of all souls, blessed are you who restores souls to dead bodies. So the Frank Underwood quote above is indeed correct. Sleep is a kind of mini-death. In fact, the Talmudic sages calculated it as exactly one-sixtieth of death. That ratio being the minimum threshold of perception. By these lights, there is a natural, built-in mechanism each and every person has that essentially renders them partially dead for approximately eight hours a day, unable to connect with the day-to-day business of the material world. But to what end? And to answer that, let's hear our final song and our feature. This is off her debut studio album, When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? This is Bury a Friend by the great Billy Eilish. Billy
1: What do you want from me? Why don't you run from me? What are you wondering? What do you know? Why aren't you scared of me? Why do you care for me? When we all fall asleep, where do we go? Come here say it spit it out what is it exactly you're paying is the amount cleaning you out am i satisfactory today i'm thinking about the things that are deadly the way i'm drinking you down like i want to drown like i want to end me step on the glass staple your tongue Uh, bury a friend try to wake Me. I, me. I me. I me I wanna end 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 me What do you want from me? Why don't you run from me? What are you wondering? What do you know? Why aren't you scared of me? Why do you care for me? When we Fall asleep, where do we go? Listen, keep you in the dark. What had you expected? Me to make you my art and make you a star and get you connected. I'll meet you in the park, I'll be coming collected. But we knew right from the start that you'd fall apart because I'm too expensive. Your top would be something that shouldn't be said out loud. Honestly, I thought that I would be dead body. No. Calling security, keeping my head held down Bury the hatchet or bury your friend right now The dead I owe, gotta sell my soul Cause I can't say no, no I can't say no Then my limbs are froze. What do you want for me? Why don't you run for me? What are you wondering? What do you know? Why aren't you scared of me? Why do you care for me when we all fall asleep? Where do we
0: go? That is a super quirky, wonderful song. And according to a January 2019 alternate press article, bury a friend is written from the perspective of a monster under Billie Eilish's bed. The track details a confusing relationship with this entity and ambiguously sets her up to be the monster itself. Billie described the track as a near-whispered sing-song duet between her and a distorted version of herself. Whatever you might think of it musically or lyrically, it strikes me as highly original and clever. The fact that she was like 18 when she recorded it is especially impressive. Now, despite the rather dark lyrics and equally dark but brilliant video, Billie insists she's not a dark person at all, and I believe that. The operative lyrics for us here are the chorus. She says, What do you want from me? Why don't you run from me? What are you wondering? What do you know? Why aren't you scared of me? Why do you care for me? When we all fall asleep, where do we go? What a fantastic question to pose in a pop song. Maybe she only asked it rhetorically, but here's my answer. It comes from Rabbi Ariel Bard Sadok, who's a thinker that I like. And he says, As multidimensional entities, we human beings live simultaneously in both the physical and spiritual dimensions our minds are appropriately divided to live in both worlds, our conscious mind deals with our physical dimension, our unconscious mind deals with the spiritual dimension. So at present, cognitive science cannot explain either the need for the type of sleeping that we do or how consciousness arises in the first place. To be fair, the theological world currently has no way to prove the assertion that it's a critical necessity for our physical selves to be temporarily shut down for the purpose of our immaterial selves to interact with higher dimensions. That said, the assertion is ancient. Cultures around the globe have consciously sought access to the unconscious in a host of ways, and even modern psychology has fixated on an aspect of this ancient assumption, that there is indeed a hidden dimension of the mind worth exploring. Could it be as the ancients have stated? Are our souls unshackled to roam on high as we sleep? It's a tantalizing idea. Here's hoping that science, spirituality, and maybe even music can join forces to uncover an ever-deeper understanding of this remarkable phenomena. These are my thoughts on these great bands covering the concept of sleep in music and some spiritual implications of it. If you find this interesting, please visit our website, h.com. That's A-I-S-H dot and as always, we will be back next time with more music and more ideas. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast on any of the major podcasting platforms and feel free to leave a comment or a review. To support us, please visit our Patreon account. And if you would like to communicate with me directly with questions or comments, please feel free to email me at ajacobs at that's A at AISH dot com.